Hi, I'm Dr. Kevin Cheng, founder of Asana, a health service dedicated to transforming lives through prevention. Over the years, I have reflected with colleagues on what we wish people did so they can avoid pain, surgery, or developing a chronic disease. Often the answer lies in embracing a proactive mindset and putting healthy lifestyle practices into action. By doing this, the upside is not only better health, but also saving us time, money, and stress in the long run. In this podcast, I'm joined with my friend Saxon Piggott to chat with a new health expert each week. We'll cover practical ways to look after ourselves, how to prevent illness, and ways we can be inspired to live well. Welcome to Prevention Hacks, the weekly conversation where we go to health experts for advice, so you don't have to. Rob, thank you for joining our uh, Asana podcast, which is called Prevention Hacks. Uh, you're one of our fabulous GPs at Asana, and um, today we're talking about uh, skin and skin cancer. Uh, and maybe the first question is, this is a specialty interest of yours. How did you get um, uh, interested in, in skin cancer work? Uh, well, first, hi. Good to, good to, um, good to chat, Kevin. Um, like like a lot of things in medicine, often you have a, like a person, personal experience that drives your interest. And um, I, you might be able to tell by my accent, grew up in the UK and then moved here when I was in high school. My parents had no concept of sun protection. I've ended up with many, many dysplastic moles, so abnormal moles. I've had lots cut out myself. And so it's become a passion of mine to prevent that from happening again um, to, to the young, young people in Australia today, but also um, jump on top of skin cancer early because prevention is so important. That's great. And prevention is what we're all about. So um, how do you prevent, um, you know, sun damage to your own skin and what would you advise as practical tips? I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm, I'm always look for a tech solution an IT solution to my problems. Um, uh, And one of the things I use a lot is something called the SunSmart app. It's made by the cancer council and, um, you basically just put in your location and it sends you a little notification every day at what time you need to wear sun cream and what time you don't need to wear sun cream. So that way you get your vitamin D but by not wearing it when you don't, when you don't need it. And then you wear your sun cream when you do need it. So yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Hi Rob. Hi. Vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. aren't, aren't we supposed, isn't there like a, like a competing priority there between not getting skin cancer and vitamin D. How do you manage that? Yeah, it's a, it's a challenging one because I'd say a large number of my patients who work in offices, they really don't get enough vitamin D. And in, in winter, someone with my skin type, type two, you need to get about half an hour of sun on your arms and face every single day, which is really challenging. Um, and in summer, about only about 10 minutes. So, so what I, that's why I find the SunSmart app really helpful because I know that today before 9.20 a.m. I don't need to wear sun cream and I can get my sun exposure and get my vitamin D. But after 9.20, I need to put sun cream and hats on and, and, and be protected. Well, I'm going to have to get the app then. It sounds good. <laughs> so is there a, is there a, I got two questions. It's a two-part question. It's a two-parter. Yeah. Um, what's melanonin? Like, what is it? And do different skin types have more or less of it? Doesn't matter. Because as a white guy, if I go in the sun for too long, I basically burst into flames. <laughs> yeah. So um, melanin is a pigment. It's produced by cells in the body called melanocytes. 
And um, everybody has the same number of melanocytes. Even if you're black, white, Asian, you've all got the same number of melanocytes. Um, so people with darker skin just produce more of that pigment, the melanin. Um, and that pigment protects the lower levels of the skin from the, from the UV rays, from, from the damaging rays from the sun that cause the DNA damage and ultimately skin cancer. Okay. So, so everybody still needs to protect themselves. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, if you've got less melatonin, do you need to be like even more vigilant? Do you need to, you know, or does it, does it not matter? It's just the same for everyone. Yeah, definitely. If you've, if you have less, um, if you, you have less melanin in your skin, so, um, then you need to be more, you need to be more protected. We have a, like when you come and see a, a skin doctor or a GP, we'll, classify your skin based on a scale called the Fitzpatrick scale. So type one and two. So I'm type two, I'm sort of classic Anglo, uh, white can go brown, but mostly red and will peel. Then we've got the sort of really fair type, red hair, blue eyes. That's type one. Um, that's Nicole Kidman, that, that sort of skin type. Um, yeah. so they, they, that people with type one highest risk should probably get skin checks every, every six to 12 months and really should stay out of the sun as much as possible. Yeah. Are there any myths, Rob, that you might want um, the audience to, to sort of know about or clarify? So do you wear sunscreen uh, when it's a cloudy day? Um, depending on your skin type, you know, um, does it mean that some are exempt from the need to cover up and wear sunscreen, et cetera? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's a lot of people. A lot of people come in saying, oh, "I don't need to worry about it because I'm Mediterranean, or I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm I tan really well, or or I have a base tan, so I don't need to to use sun protection." It doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is the overall ultraviolet exposure that you have throughout your life. And in Australia, with no ozone layer, everybody gets a lot, and so we all need to be careful. Yeah. So working up a tan doesn't doesn't protect you doesn't provide any protection unfortunately yeah. yeah um and the solariums they can be um contributing as well right yeah absolutely only if even just a few sessions in a solarium can significantly increase your risk of skin cancer yeah, yeah. Thank, thankfully they're banned in new south wales so but i do know people have there's a black market where people have got, going have bought old ones and running them in their right. homes still so, right. Okay. Yeah. Not advisable. So, um, what about, um, sorry, Kev, you go, oh, you go, you go. Okay. Um, what about, uh, screens office? Like I'm, yeah. I work in an office as you can tell, yeah. uh, <laughs> by my, um, phone backdrop. Uh, what about, what about screens? Cause I heard someone the other day at my office say that, that, that you should be wearing sunscreen in front of your screens. At, at yeah, that's no. that's not not required. No, um, yeah, not with our modern screens. Not not required. <laughs> but it is important. Screens are more important for a different reason. They release a blue light, which tells your brain that it's daytime, and it turns off the, the melanin melatonin, which is different to melanin. Just to, to clarify, um, which oh, help, okay. which prevents you from sleeping. So that's a different different issue. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Sax, your your sleep habits and coffee habits—that's a that's another podcast. Yeah, we could do another one on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, oh, you can't even. There, there's the mug. It's <laughs> now. 
<laughs> and and yeah. so, Rob, what, what do you do when you do skin checks? What do you look out for? And what would you say are red flags that folks uh, should look out for at home? Uh, so when I do a skin check, I take a history. And that, that's so important. A lot of people think it, they're just going to get me looking over them with a microscope. But I need to work out their level of risk at first. Have they, have they had a lot of sunburn growing up? Have they got a family history of skin cancer? Are they on medications that suppress their immune system, like people who have rheumatoid arthritis or autoimmune conditions? Um, all those things help me build a picture before I go in and, and start looking to see how suspicious I need to be. Um, and then once I get someone in to the, to the treatment room to do an examination, I'll ask you to change down to underwear. Um, I do make everyone, people remove socks because you can get melanomas even between your toes or under your armpits or in non-sun exposed areas. And then I just systematically go top to bottom with the, with the dermatoscope. So this is a dermatoscope um, and look at every single lesion on their body. And if you don't look, you won't find. So we have to, you have to look everywhere behind the ears in the, in the hair. Like, yeah. So, um, and if the, if you don't, if you're the person who's doing the skin check, doesn't use one of these, a dermatoscope, then they, they, it's not probably not a, not a thorough skin check. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about, um, SPF when I was growing up, SPF 15 was the standard. And yeah. now we're up to, I don't know what it is, at 50? Yeah. So like if 15 was good enough when we were growing up, then <laughs> surely it's good enough now. Like is, there a, is there a problem with 15? Do we need to be whacking on 50? Um, the Cancer Council recommends 30. And anything above 30 is fine. I always say to people, a sun cream you use is better than no sun cream. So if you, if you can't use a 50 because it's too thick and gluggy and you hate it and you're not going to use it, then, then just use a 30. Um, and apply it more frequently. But, but if you want to be extra short, go the 50. If you're a type yeah. one, yeah. you should be throwing yeah. as much 50 on as you can get. Yeah, absolutely. If you're type one, 50 plus and reapply every two hours. Yeah. Um, hey, Rob, do you know, with a dermatoscope, um, I'm, I'm um, more antique than you are. So, you know, <laughs> when, when, when we uh, did med school 20 years ago, plus years ago, um, it was all about, you know, the, the ABCD, you know, the symmetry, the borders, mm. are, they, are they irregular? Um, and, you know, are there different colors? Um, and so those were generally the, the messages that we shared with patients um, yeah. at a naked eye level, but with, yeah. with great technology and better equipment these days, um, it's getting quite um, refined and sophisticated, um, you know, the warning signs that we can uh, pick up. Um, you know, what have you noticed over time? And then kind of what are some um, uh, practical tips that you would share with, with patients on what to look for, you know, without a dermatoscope? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Um, technology is improving significantly and, and, and really developing in this space. Um, I think the dermatoscope's probably only been in widely, wide use for the last 10 to 15 years. Before that, we relied on the naked eye and just went, oh, that looks a bit funny. Let's, let's cut it out. Um, the big benefit of the dermatoscope is it's significantly reduced the number of spots we have to remove. So it, it really increases accuracy um, and really increases, um, as it reduces the number of moles we have to remove, which is great. Uh, but, we, but I mean, at home, no, you don't have one of these and you're not trained to use it. So we do have that 
um, the, the, the sort of mnemonic that you already mentioned. Um, so it's great if everybody could could try and learn this. Um, and it, it's the A, B, C, D. And recently we've added E, F, and G. Um, so A is for asymmetry. If the moles are like a funny shape, it, moles should be nice and round or oval. If it's a funny shape, you should get it looked at. If it has an irregular border, irregular border should be looked at. If it's got more than one color, a mole should just be like a nice brown or or dark or black color. If it has multiple colors, should be looked at or big, so diameter. If it's greater than six millimeters, should be looked at. And then the last three letters, the EFG, were added because there is a type of melanoma that that, that can grow really quickly, and, and um, it's called a nodular melanoma, and and so the EFG stands for elevated, fast, and growing. So if you see a spot that's elevated, fast, and growing, that should be reviewed urgently. Yeah. Um, yeah so, are and, there and, parts of the body that are more prone to it? Like uh, are there parts of the body you should keep a closer eye on? Yeah. So in men, the most common site for melanoma is on the back, and in women, the back of the legs. So there's some some key spots to to keep an eye keep an eye on. Um, However, we do, I do, as I said, I see it, we see melanomas um, in areas that don't see the sun. So that's why a full body skin check is useful. Um, yep. then, and the strangest place is the back of the eye. So the retina, you can get melanomas. So that's why um, that also added on um, slide on sunglasses to the old slip, slop, slap um, mm. advice. And, and is current recommendations for, to, for everyone to get a skin check, um, and, but you know, some more often than others? Yeah, it, it, it's, it varies depending on your risk. So type one skin, that red hair, blue eyes, probably should get a skin check every six to 12 months. Yep. Um, myself, type two, same every 12 months. Um, but if you're sort of darker skinned, um, then you probably don't need to have it as often every 24 months or just keep a good look at your skin. And if anything new pops up, get it looked at. Often if you have darker skin, you have less moles, so it's easier to keep an eye on your own skin. Um, but if you see anything new pop up, get it looked at. Yeah, or getting your partner or your spouse to have a look if yeah, it's on the back. Definitely. Yeah. And um, prevention is so important. So what's the worst that you've seen? Um, you know, and, and paint a difference of like early detection, the benefits of that, versus mm. if you leave it too late, you know, what what you have to have done, you know, getting it taken out, but also the worst case scenario of having skin cancer? Yeah, um, well, okay, so I'll, I'll, we now know that the earlier you get sunburnt, the earlier you will get skin cancer. And it can take up to 30 years from the burn to develop the skin cancer. And so that's why kids were so careful. Um, the earliest, the youngest person I've seen with melanoma was an 18 year old. And, and the melanoma came up in an area where they had had a really bad sunburn when they were like an infant. Um, and so we could see a clear correlation between sunburn and melanoma development. The good thing with melanoma is if you pick it up early, it's greater than 95% curable. You can, yeah. You, you, yeah, you can completely cure it. It's more of a hassle than a, than a major problem. Yeah. Yeah. And sun awareness has been, um, such a big public health, um, uh, campaign, uh, I suppose, over the years, where I think if I chat to my in-laws, you know, they've had um, sunspots and things taken out. And back in the day, 
you know, you would just get burnt and have peeling skin. It'll be a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas now we are so uh, cautious, but there's probably still more work to be done to make sure um, all Aussies are, you know, um, protected and covered up. I know you've got a little bub, so how do you, yeah. how do you keep your little one uh, safe? It's hard. Yeah, it is hard, actually. It was much easier in winter. But now, yeah. um, now, now even just walking down to the shops, I'm really conscious of it with the little legs hanging out the back of the, the front of the pram. Um, right. So under 12 months, you shouldn't really, you should only use mineral-based sunscreens. So ones that are based on zinc oxide. So I use a zinc oxide-based sun cream on his little chubby legs and face hats. I've been trying to get him to wear sunglasses, but getting an eight-month-old to wear sunglasses is um, a challenge. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then... It's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you go. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, it's good to know that 95% that, uh, success rate, that makes me feel a little bit less freaked out. When I when my doctor tells me he's got to cut something out, nobody's ever said that before. This should be, this should be the first thing that doctors say. Is that, look, ninety five percent success rate. Yeah, it's um, it's it's that's why getting checked so early is so important. If you leave things late, the melanoma can spread, and once it's spread, survival rates only seven about seven to twenty percent. So, um, although that is increasing with new new medications that are coming out, thankfully. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it sounds like it's best to get in early. Yeah, definitely. And men are the worst. We tend to leave things until they're, you know, something's falling off before we get checked. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice message for us, um, you know, all heading into summer. So thank you so much, Rob. We, um, we know you do skin checks. We've got another um, uh, couple of GPs that do skin checks as well. So um, thank you so much and right. um, look forward to having you back on the podcast for the next topic. Um, Great. Thanks thank for you. having me.